Maybe it's a classic, or maybe a flop. Has Katie seen it? She probably has not. She'll sit down and watch it if it's good or it's bad. Hey, have you seen this? No, Katie hasn't seen that. Hi, I'm Katie, and if I had a nickel for every time someone said to me, Wait, you haven't seen this movie? Oh my god, you need to see this movie. I'd be very rich. So this is my podcast, where I finally watch those movies you all have told me I need to see, and I tell you what I think. Alright, I'm doing it. I'm watching Goonies. Spoilers are ahead. If you don't want spoilers about, like, any movie, don't watch... Well, this, you can't really watch my podcast. Don't listen to this, okay? Uh, there's going to be spoilers about other movies, uh, especially the movie Goonies, which I am now going to watch. All right, Goonies is from 1985, y'all. I've been told a lot that I need to watch Goonies. I've had zero interest in watching Goonies. It's another Steven Spielberg Presents movie, and I'm, like I said in another podcast, Steven Spielberg movies are kind of 50-50 for me. There's like 50% good ones, 50% not good ones. I just kind of feel like Steven Spielberg's got a little bit of what I like to call Spielberg magic, and his movies just kind of feel more whimsical than I would like sometimes. Though he has made some incredible movies like Jaws, and that's the only one I can think of right now, but he has done some good stuff. I just feel like I'm always nervous ever going into a Spielberg movie. Goonies has a lot of famous people in it, like Sean Astin, my boy, The Hobbit, Samwise Gamgee, Sean Astin's in this, also my hero from Stranger Things. Josh Brolin's apparently in this. Corey Feldman. And now that I'm looking at a cast list, I really thought there were more famous people in this. Okay, so I was a little bit mistaken about the amount of people I know from this. I had a feeling Will Wheaton was in it. Will Wheaton is not in Goonies. I also thought Jason Bateman was in Goonies. Incorrect. Okay, moving along. I don't know anything about this movie as per usual. I think it's a bunch of kids. I think one of the kids has glasses and wears a striped shirt. I have this idea in my head that they go into a mine shaft and find a creature in there. That's all I got. Like, I mean, I feel like I've seen the creature kind of, but I don't know to what extent this creature is at all. Is this a journey about finding ourselves? Is this a journey about believing in others? Like, what is this about? It's listed as an adventure comedy. I didn't know this. The screenplay is by Chris Columbus, who I actually really like. That is actually kind of surprising to me. He wrote Home... Wait, let me see here. He's been involved in a ton of movies like Gremlins, Mrs. Doubtfire, Harry Potter, and the... Oh God, which one did he do? Harry... I think he did the first two Harry Potters. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. He did something with the movie Pixels, which, you know what? I watched that on vacation once, and it's not as bad as everybody else thought, though I would never recommend it to anybody. But it was not as bad as you would think. Like, it was on TV and I watched it. Also, in just my little bit of meandering down the internet rabbit hole of Chris Columbus, it looks like a Gremlins 3 has been announced, so very curious about how that's going to be. But apparently, Chris Columbus wrote Goonies, and Christmas with the Cranks, so I'll leave it at that. Google is showing me that there is a featured song from this movie called The Goonies Are Good Enough, with R, just the letter R. So I don't, I guess I'll hear that maybe at some point, like The Goonies Are Good Enough. I don't know, maybe this is just gonna be a fun ride. I'm a little nervous. I don't know that I'm gonna like it. I, I feel bad going into a movie with Artie, the expectation that I'm not gonna like it. But you know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe Steven Spielberg, Christopher, Chris Columbus, this is a very different person than the explorer that 
we won't get into all the politics of. But this movie may surprise me. So I guess I should just go in with an open mindset. It has a 7.8 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database, 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, 62% on Metacritic. I didn't have to look it up. No more common sense media or whatever that is. And 90% of Google users like this. This is all over the map. This is literally all over the map. So without further ado, I think... All right, here's a fun fact. We got takeout last night. I got some garlic noodles. Delicious. But you can select the spice level on it. I selected a spice of three, which apparently equates to your mouth is on fire. It tastes so good, but your mouth is on fire. Some people in my Twitch chat told me to add peanut butter to it and or cream. We're going to see how this goes. I'm going to go eat some spicy food and watch the Goonies and I'll let you all know what I think. I'm back. I watched Goonies. So can we just talk about how the movie starts off with like a fake suicide attempt? in a prison like it makes sense the criminals planned it so that he could get out of the prison but again it was a it was a lot i just feel like for a kid kids movie i'm classifying this as a kids movie goonies is not for adults i don't think um it's just a little weird it's just a little weird that you have like steven spielberg chris columbus and you're like watching it and they went you know you know what would start this movie off right a little bit of fake suicide so that that was different. Um, What can I say about Goonies? It was just chaos and franticness from the get-go. This is a movie for kids, right? Like this, this is a movie that I think was designed to hopefully entertain a child for about two hours. But it was just a roller coaster of so much that my brain had a hard time processing as I was watching and as I'm recording this episode. Can we just talk about, too, how the kids in the movie curse and say things like shit and just in general were chaotic energies in this world? I do have one question. Where are the parents and where are the adults? There were were very absent parents, very similar to like Home Alone, where the parents are just not really involved. And it's like, then why did you have kids if you're not going to make sure they're okay all the time? And these kids just, I don't even know how to, to explain the beginning of Goonies. It's just literal smashing of children into a room and they're all talking over each other and making mean jokes to one another and then also breaking things like the penis off of a Greek statue in the living room and then putting the penis back on for a good like five minutes. I mean, it was kind of funny. Okay, there were things about this movie that did make me laugh. I will give it that. But I just, I mean, they're, they're, they're downstairs one minute. They're breaking things the next and then they're in the attic finding a map to a secret treasure underneath the town. And allegedly it's because a country club is being built and going to take their homes? Goonies, you need to be more coherent. Goonies, you need to have plot points that make sense. Goonies, you need to at least somewhat explain what's happening because most of this movie was me sitting there next to my husband putting context clues together and going, yeah, I think that's what would happen. And if I like, looked down for one second and looked back up, I could miss crucial plot points or crucial visual cues. And sometimes even then, I I didn't really know what was happening. Can we talk about Mouth? Corey Feldman's character was so aggressive in the beginning, he became more redeeming as the movie went on. But what a smug little child. I mean, the only way that I feel like I can talk about this movie is to embrace the chaotic nature of it and also make this episode a bit chaotic because I don't know how else to go about it. 
Is this what it's like to hang out as a young boy? Like you just get in a room and you talk over each other. There's a lot of screaming. Oh my God, there was so much yelling. And there's a lot of moments where they're trying to hide and they're just yelling and they're just screaming. And I'm like, no, you're going to get caught. How the baddies in this did not find this group of children. Okay, okay, back up. Beep, beep. Going back to the suicide. <laughs> in the beginning, they, the, these criminals were breaking out the brother, the mother, and the brother were breaking out this other brother in the prison. And then they went back to this abandoned cabin, restaurant, bar thing by the ocean where they kept their brother that was like special needs chained up in the basement? I, I got a lot of thoughts about sloth, okay? But what the actual heck, man? What the actual heck? Um, so there's, a, there's these criminals, the Fratellis, so the Vitellis are the bad guys. They're clearly bad. Um, also not very smart criminals. And then these kids looking for treasure, their paths intersect and they end up at this cabin bar restaurant thing. And it just becomes what I can only describe as a fiasco situation. Some of the kids get away. Chunk, which by the way, is he named Chunk because he's a little bigger? What the hell? And Chunk gets separated and kind of kidnapped by the Fratellis. And then all these other children are underground searching for treasure from One-Eyed Willie, which I think is a euphemism for a penis. I'm just going to let that sit with you for a second. I will say this movie started off so frantically that I was actually just kind of caught off guard in a whirlwind of activity that it, it held my interest. I feel like Goonies held my interest for a majority of the movie. It's just, it was just so much going on at times that I really had to like reconcile that I was going on a roller coaster ride that was probably not going to stop. This just really did feel like a kid's movie, but it really isn't a kid's movie. I don't feel like. I don't really know. Like you ever watch a movie or TV show? You're like, I don't really know who this is for. I I, I kind of walked away from it going, this is definitely, ha this has to be a kid's movie. But one thing I didn't really like about it is that this movie had a lot of cruelty in it. Just the way the kids would interact with each other and tell like, shut up and like, you're stupid and you're fat and, and then sloth being chained up in a basement. And I just kind of went for like a kid's movie. It was kind of heavy. If you really like dissect some parts of this, it's like, oh damn. Like you can't just like goofy away some of these things. Like as an adult watching it, I was a little bit like, it felt like I was watching a car accident at times. In the, in, I don't know any other way to say it, but it just kind of felt like I was watching a car accident. And then seeing the people like get out of the cars and go, ah, it was fine. And I'm more traumatized than the people involved. I will say Josh Brolin plays an older brother in this. I looked it up. He was 17 in this. And I, I will say I accidentally looked up James Brolin first and I was like, wow, James Brolin looked really good for 1986 if he's 80 now or 1985. And uh, James Brolin is Josh Brolin's father. But I just thought that was crazy that that Josh Brolin was in this, but he played a really good character. Like he was there for his little brother. And I, I really did like that aspect of the movie. A lot of this movie, I couldn't tell how some characters got there or where some characters went or just, there's just a lot of mis, not even misdirection. It was just a lot of like things that were not explained, but they were onto the next thing so quickly. You kind of went, well, like, I guess I just don't know what happened, but we're here now. So let's just keep on trucking. I like Data a lot, not only because of my love of Star Trek Data, but Data was just easy to love. Okay, my husband and I were talking. I mean, was there a script or was most of the dialogue in this movie improvised? Because sometimes I just, there's no way that that, I mean, maybe it was. Was this a written script or was this mostly improv? You can definitely see the influences um, in Stranger Things and the new It movies. 
and like Super 8 and where they kind of take ideas from the Goonies. And that was kind of crazy. And I, I mean, even the music in Goonies was very reminiscent of the music that they use in Stranger Things. So in a lot of ways, I was like, oh my God, this is like a formula that people keep using over and over again. But I will say it and Stranger Things are a lot more coherent and I can follow it. <laughs> I could follow Goonies. I'm not saying that I couldn't. I'm just saying that I would have liked it to be a little easier to follow. There was a moment halfway through the movie where Corey Feldman's character mouth reminded me of Shia LaBeouf from Even Stevens. And I know he's been in a lot more, but he will always forever be from Even Stevens. And I was like, holy crap, he kind of even acts like Corey Feldman. And that just made me feel weird. And I'm like, is Shia LaBeouf just a reincarnated Corey Feldman? I don't know. I guess that remains to be seen. Sloth made me sad. I feel like that was such a shitty thing for Sloth. Like he would, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it was honestly kind of heartbreaking. And thank God for Chunk. Just kind of, Chunk literally was probably my least favorite character in the beginning because he screamed about ice cream all the time. And by the end, I'm like, oh, Chunk gets it. Chunk's the only one that gets it. Chunk and Sloth forever. But I won't lie. Like, if you really think about that Sloth situation, that is truly awful. And that is not whimsical, fun, look at the giant I found in the basement. It's really tragic. And I don't know how more people didn't walk away from that going, Holy crap, that man was tied up in a basement with chains, with a TV, and they treated him like garbage. Like in the beginning, they were like throwing food at him. Oh, I just, there is a lot to unpack with Sloth, and I almost feel like there should have been a bigger discussion about it, or maybe there is. The whole ending when Sloth is like, Sloth loved Chunk. And then when Chunk said he loved Sloth, it was all this like moments of like, oh God, thank God Chunk's there. I love that Chunk just essentially adopted Sloth. Like, I don't know how he's able to do that or what power he holds in his household. But honestly, I needed that ending for Sloth. Otherwise, this movie would have been decimated by me. I needed Sloth to have a good ending or I would have raged on this podcast. It made me really happy that that they like formed this strong bond. But that whole thing just breaks my heart. It's literally heartbreaking when you really think about it. And I guess at the end, the Fratellis get caught, the kids find a treasure and one-eyed Willie's skeleton. And Sean Ashton's character had a weird heart-to-heart with that skeleton. It's just, it's all about saving the town. You know, it was, it's a god, god damn it. It's one of Steven Spielberg again with his weird whimsical Disney ride feel. Like, it's just like Poltergeist to me. It all felt like it was designed to become a Disney ride at some point. I will say, though, they really dumbed down the girls in this movie. And okay, um, why was her skirt so short? Like, her underwear was hanging out half the time. There's just some stuff in this movie that was kind of weird and a little bit borderline awkward situations for kids to be in. I, I just felt there was just some suspect things throughout this and I'm like I can't just excuse it away for the from like being in the 80s but I will say at the very least they really dumbed down the girls in this to be helpless kind of dumb blonde situations and I you know I I, I like to think that girls can be pretty powerful too but my husband kept saying as a joke like it's a boy movie Katie gosh and that doesn't mean the girls need to be dumb though I will say like the sloth stuff did upset me and he deserved so much better than he got but at the end chonk kind of redeemed that you literally cannot look away from this movie or you will miss very important things and then even if you do happen to catch them it doesn't really help it make more sense. It's just a chaotic 
ride. The best way for me to describe it is this is Home Alone meets Raiders of the Lost Ark. Literally, Chris Columbus and Steven Spielberg got together and had a Home Alone Raiders of the Lost Ark baby. And that's what Goonies is, which is throwing some children who talk over each other and bam, you get this movie. And you kind of go, okay, I mean, I watched this. I'm not mad at it. It's just a ride that my brain really didn't know how to comprehend. So this is one of those movies where I'm not like mad that I watched it, but I'm also not like stoked that I watched it. It's left me feeling weird and kind of like, okay, why is this movie so popular? If you like The Goonies, is it a movie you had to watch when you were a kid for it to be solidified? Is that nostalgic, good, warm, fuzzy feeling thing? Or is there something about Goonies that maybe I missed because I looked away for a fraction of a second? Goonies is so popular. I guess I need to know why it was popular to you. If you loved Goonies, what about it made it so special? So I guess I'll, I'll just let you know what I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it five out of ten confusing plot points. Do we know what's happening? Some of the time. What about now? I don't know, a little less sure. I don't think that people should not watch Goonies. I honestly feel like if you need a night of distraction and bewilderment, watch Goonies, if you've never seen it before. But now that I've seen Goonies, I probably will never watch it again, but I might fall down an internet rabbit hole trying to figure out some things, and it's just left a lot more questions than I have answers. So there you have it. I watched Goonies, and that's what I thought about it. Please let me know on Twitter at PlayKatiePlay or on my Twitch stream at Katie Peters Plays what you think about Goonies. I know this is a big movie, so you got to come let me know. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Katie Hasn't Seen That, and I will catch you all in the next episode. If you want to hang out with me more or if you just want to yell at me for my thoughts on a specific movie, I stream over on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash katiepetersplays. Also, feel free to follow and chat with me on Twitter at PlayKatiePlay and on Instagram at katiepetersplays. Music written and performed by Mark Can Do It. Katie Hasn't Seen That is a part of the Geek Generation Network. Until next time, keep your popcorn warm for me.